0: Welcome to Dodgers Homestand, your behind the scenes look at what makes the Dodgers Stadium experience so special for baseball fans and ball players alike. A unique perspective on Dodgers baseball from someone who's there for every home game and who has one of the best seats in the house. And now, your host, the public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the voice of God in blue heaven on earth, Todd Lights. Hey, thanks for stopping by the PA booth here at Dodger Stadium where the Dodgers couldn't get it done today on manager Dave Roberts' birthday, falling to the Washington Nationals 10-6 in kind of a wild game, one of the longer games we've seen this year, two hours and 49 minutes before kind of a small crowd by Dodger Stadium standards of 36,552 under gray skies. Most, if not all, of the game, 65 degrees it was at game time. And the Dodgers just uh, couldn't hold the Washington Nationals down today. The bullpen kind of coughed it up. The winning pitcher today for the Nationals was Kyle Finnegan. He pitched very well. Brewster Gratterall, who gave up a three-run home run in the uh, eighth inning, that kind of sealed the deal in a lot of ways for the Dodgers. And the save for Hunter Harvey of the Washington Nationals. Dodgers take two out of three from the Nationals here, and then they get a day off tomorrow before the New York Yankees come to town for a three-game set. As I mentioned, it was kind of a wild game. Noah Sindergaard pitched okay, not great. Five innings pitched, seven hits, five runs. They were all earned. He walked two, he struck out two, but he gave up three home runs. So the Dodgers pitchers gave up five home runs in total. Uh, Brewstar Gratterall, like I said, gave up that three-run blast. And then Phil Bickford gave up a two-run home run to Cabert Ruiz in the ninth inning. In fact, Cabert Ruiz, the former Dodger catching prospect, hit two home runs. He had a really good series here uh, for the Nationals against the Dodgers. Hit two home runs today. Mookie Betts also hit two home runs for the Dodgers. In fact, he started the game off with a home run off of Patrick Corbin, and that was his 40th career leadoff home run, his 20th leadoff home run as a Dodger, and fourth leadoff home run this season. Other notable offensive efforts, Freddie Freeman stays red hot, extending his hitting streak to 20 games. Will Smith hit a two-run home run in the first inning. The Dodgers really jumped all over Patrick Corbin in the first inning. With a Mookie Betts home run, Freddie Freeman followed it with a single. And then Will Smith hit a two-run home run to make it 3-0 before Corbin could even catch his breath. And it looked like it was gonna be a runaway victory for the Dodgers, but it wasn't to be. JD Martinez extended his hitting streak to 15 games with a fifth inning double. And Miguel Rojas, who was at shortstop today, he had a couple big hits with an RBI single in the seventh inning. So two home runs for Mookie were his 24th multi-home-run game of his career, uh, the first of uh, 2023, though. So he seems like he's really heating up, and Mookie's really putting on a power show over the past uh, several games, and we hope that continues for the top of this Dodger lineup as the New York Yankees come to town on Friday. So as I mentioned, the Dodgers will get a probably a much-needed day off to reset, relax a little bit, and get ready for... What's gonna be a big series on the national stage? I mean, Dodgers and Yankees, ancient rivals. The Yankees were always the Dodgers' nemesis when they were back in Brooklyn, beating them in several World Series until the Dodgers were finally able to break through in 1955. The great boys of summer team that finally beat them. And then the Dodgers also swept the Yankees in the World Series back in 1963. But Aaron Judge and the Yankees are coming to town and we got some pretty cool pitching mashups. Clayton Kershaw will take the ball on Friday for the first game of the three-game series. Michael Grove, the rookie, gets it on Saturday. That's the Fox game of the week with a 4 p.m. start time. And then Bobby Miller versus Garrett Cole, a premier pitching matchup on ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball on Sunday evening. That's also a 4 p.m. game. So a lot of good baseball to come here at Dodger Stadium. So if you haven't already gotten your tickets for this Yankee series, I'm not sure you're going to be able to, but it's worth a shot because it's going to be pretty exciting to see the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Dodgers tilt right here at Chavez Ravine. As I mentioned, it was Dave Roberts' birthday today. And in the pregame show after we did the national anthem by a Grammy and Tony Award-nominated actor, who's currently starring in a soldiers play downtown L.A. right now, a singer by the name of Norm Lewis, put on quite a performance in the national anthem. And then he sang happy birthday to Dave Roberts, uh, accompanied by Dieter Ruhl, our Dodgers stadium organist. So that was pretty cool to to, uh, have a little cake for Dave, but uh, he didn't get to eat it too because the Dodgers fell to the nationals 10 to 6 the nationals it was 10 runs on 12 hits one error the dodgers it was six runs 11 hits and one error pretty straightforward pregame show today we did have kind of an emotional honorary first pitch by the son of the former commanding officer of seal team eight seal team eight is the u.s navy seal team that conducts all kinds of classified missions throughout the world they're a, an elite fighting unit of the US Navy. Um, and their and SEAL teammates commanding officer Brian Bourgeois passed away from injuries that he sustained during a training mission and his son Barrett and his wife Megan were out here to throw out an honorary first pitch in his honor and that was a kind of an emotional moment. We also had uh, some internet sensations out here to throw out a ceremonial first pitch I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. You must have, especially if you have kids. And my kids are all grown up now, so I'd be very much aware of these two if I had young children, but I don't. Blippi and Mika, they're YouTube sensations. Actually, they're on YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, and more. Apparently, they got billions of views and millions of fans around the world. They create content and experiences that take kids on exciting adventures to meet new people and make learning fun. And so they threw out a... uh, First pitch, each of them throwing a ball into various catchers, and neither one of them <laughs> was able to get the throw to past to home plate. They both bounced them, and they also delivered the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. It's time for Dodger baseball. So that was pretty much our pregame, and for our military hero of the game today, we had United States Army Sergeant First Class David Matthews from Columbia, South Carolina. He enlisted in the Army as a military police officer back in 2007 at the age of 17. He's still on active duty, and his assignments included four years as a paratrooper assigned to the elite 82nd Airborne Division, two years he spent as a member of a protective service detachment, and two years as a military police squad leader, as well as a year as a traffic management collision investigator. And he's since transitioned to recruiting and he served in the New England Recruiting Battalion and currently serves as the station commander for the Pasadena Army Recruiting Station. He was joined at the ballpark today by his daughter Lillian and wife Allison. And by the way, Allison, his wife, currently serves as the director of the Edwards Air Force Base Child Development Center. Edwards Air Force Base, of course, the flight test center uh, up in the Antelope Valley. So the Dodgers fall to the Washington Nationals. 10 to 6 before a crowd of 36,552. This was a 1.10 p.m. start time game today. And it was a getaway game for the Washington Nationals who fly off to face another opponent. And we've, uh, we've had at least three or four of these games. Not my favorite scheduling for a baseball season because we finish late into the evening the night before and then we have to come back and rush hour traffic the next day and drive home and rush hour traffic the following day. But it's for the players, not for us so much, but the fans seemed to have a good time and I'm sure they were uh, eating all kinds of good things. And that brings me to our interview for the day. My guest is Dodgers executive chef, Christine Garretts, who is responsible for all the cool food offerings, all the mashups, all the hybrids, all the elevated food offerings that we have here at Dodger Stadium. And here's our conversation. How did you get that job here? That's a big job, isn't it?
1: It's a very big shoes to fill, but honestly, um, I've been a chef for about 14 years. Um, started off in Arizona with the Diamondbacks as a prep cook and kind of like worked my way into the role here at Dodgers as a sous chef. And I've been here for eight years and basically worked my way up and learned all of the great things you need to learn about this place, so...
0: So how long have you had the title executive chef?
1: Um, I am six months into it. I've only been it for six months, but I was the executive sous chef here for about four years prior to that.
0: So you were ready for this game. Yeah,
1: I am. I was, absolutely. Yeah
0: have you always worked with baseball organizations at, at ballparks or did you work at a restaurant Did you work on a line at some point
1: I did I actually early on in my career I worked in a hotel um, I've done fine dining um, I've done you know short-order line cook positions um, so I have a lot of background in in cooking
0: sounds like it what are some of the chefs or restaurants or celebrity chefs or cuisines that have really inspired you throughout your career
1: Everybody, you know, has their favorite chef that they go to that they gravitate towards, like, their cooking style, their cuisine. Um, I take inspiration from a lot of personal um, family members. Food is like, really k- kind of been at the forefront of every family function. Um, I'm Lebanese-Armenian, so it's really something that we pride ourselves in, making things from scratch and everything um, fresh and and homemade so i I take a lot of inspiration from my background but i also have a lot of celebrity chefs that have inspired me to becoming it one of them actually being bobby flay um i love the way his cooking style is his flavor profiles um he's he's really kind of molded into me into thinking about how to push the envelope of, of of bringing food to the stadium so awesome
0: what does an executive chef do here at dodger stadium
1: you know, typically my day starts around 9 a.m. Um, I come in. I make sure that the kitchen has the items that they need for production. Um, I check on my staff. Um, I have a team of four or five sous chefs that, I, that report into to me. Um, I check in with them, making sure that they have everything that they need, um, worry about, you know, the financial aspects of things. Um, and then I roll into making sure that the product is, is as fresh and as, as great as possible for our, our guests to enjoy our fans.
0: An executive chef, you mentioned having to deal with some of the financial stuff. So are you an executive that has to deal with the budgets and stuff like that, or are you more of a strategic type of thinker, or is it is it a little of both?
1: It's a little bit of both, honestly. You, you know, you have to make sure that you're putting the product forward that the fans want to purchase, um, and also making sure that those items that you're putting forward, they're cost-effective to us, but also making sure that the fans are getting... A good deal for the the dollar that they're spending. So, it's a, it's, it's strategic. Everything is for sure. Yeah, because
0: concession food can be very expensive. I mean, sixteen dollar beers. Obviously, you have no control about that. But you know, the food costs a lot of money, and and it seems like l- lately, over the over the past couple of years, the quality of our offerings here at Dodger Stadium have really improved and have really, um, you know, have really kind of more reflected the diversity of our uh, of our fan base. Uh, talk about that a little bit.
1: Absolutely. You know, I've been a part of this organization for the last eight years. Um, more so, I'm more hands-on this season than I have in the past. But um, really, L.A. is a melting pot of different diverse groups of people. So, um my sous chefs and I we like to during the off season go around the town eat and bring those flavors into the stadium so you're going to see a lot of influences um, in the cooking the food that we are bringing to the fans um, with our Mediterranean concept that we have and you know the different tacos that we're doing we're taco Tuesday we did a shawarma taco I mean those are the things that we get excited about doing because you're really kind of making the food feel like you're bringing in diversity basically so yeah,
0: bringing LA this mm-hmm. foodie's paradise Absolutely. that we live in into the stadium and it seems like you know Dodger Stadium should reflect that since we have so many great influences yeah. of all kinds of cuisines from all over the world here what's some of your proudest concoctions that you've created over the last six months?
1: Um, Honestly, the potato taquito is one of my favorites. It's something that I enjoy. My mother-in-law makes it whenever I go to Arizona to visit them. The way she makes it with the homemade tortillas and the mashed potatoes with the cheese inside, I wanted to bring it into the stadium. It's one of my favorite things that she makes. I, I love that item. The potato
0: taquitos. It mm-hmm. sounds crunchy. It sounds creamy. Oh, it's it sounds, so good. You know, like savory, mm-hmm. right?
1: Absolutely. We we actually do a chipotle mashed potato inside, um, and then it's served with a salsa mocajete, And then we have some lettuce and sour cream and tomato. So it's really good. It's very it, it's very authentic to to it. So.
0: So it sounds like you're doing like mashups like of, mm-hmm. of different types of cuisines. <laughs> Booming together yeah. to create these these yeah. new and unique flavors.
1: We're, we're trying to. I mean, we're really trying to bring in uh, different flavor profiles, making sure that our fans are getting the best food possible at a ballpark.
0: All right, so fans are coming here maybe for the first time. Maybe the, all they think about is Dodger Dog and some cotton candy and a nacho helmet or whatever. What's the first place they should go to get some real good stuff?
1: The L.A. Grill. The Mediterranean bowl, I have to say, um, I'm, I'm not um, biased about it, but it's, it's really delicious. You have the fluffy basmati rice. There's the grilled chicken that we've marinated in yogurt and different spices. Um, there's tzatziki hummus. Um, there We have a, a red cabbage slaw. It's really authentic to how my family cooks, so um, the f- flavor profile is, is absolutely delicious. I, I think that people will enjoy that one.
0: I smell roasting meat right now as we're as we're talking. We're sitting in the PA booth here, like what four four or five hours before game time, and and so, how many people are at work trying to from from Levy Restaurants, which is which is the company that is yes. is the contractor or the vendor for food here at Dodger Stadium? How many people in total? I mean, do you have any idea of uh, all the all the different people that are working cooking right now?
1: Yeah, we we have several team members working tirelessly from today from 6am. Um, and they'll be here until nine, 10 o'clock. So in premium, um, services, we have about 150 employees. Um, and then for concessions, we have anywhere up to 1300 to 1500 people, sand workers, uh, specialists that, you know, make sure that our fans are getting the best food possible.
0: I noticed that your birria loaded fries are, are, are back again. Yes, We thought maybe they'd only be around for a, a, a short time, but, uh, how 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 popular have they turned out to be? Uh,
1: they're 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 starting to creep up to becoming a fan favorite. We're actually just running it until tomorrow, so hopefully, if we you know get a little bit of feedback and the fans love it, we'll maybe try and bring it back for the next series. So,
0: so it's Taco Tuesday tonight. You guys have done such a great job of uh, kind of creating a, a new taco offering almost every homestand. stand. Uh, can you give us a hint on some of the things that you might be working on? For upcoming home stands throughout the summer,
1: um, we have some great offerings for Taco Tuesday. You know, we b- before the season started, we kind of sat down and put it put pen to paper and. Um we decided what we wanted to bring in for tacos so we did a lot of different fusion things we actually have maybe a buffalo chicken taco coming where it's almost like you're eating a chicken wing in a taco form it's a boneless buffalo chicken that's tossed in buffalo sauce with blue cheese crumbles ranch dressing lettuce um some shaved celery so it's it's going to be a great one that's actually the one i'm excited about
0: oh yeah so that'll be coming later on this summer
1: it should be yes all right
0: what are some of your favorite places you mentioned the la grill that's out in the centerfield plaza correct no
1: it's uh field level
0: oh it's field level down the left field line all right just make a note of that um what are some of the other places are that, that you consider must goes for fans foodie fans
1: the uh cheesesteak concept that we have this season la cheesesteak that's on field level um it, we have some great offerings there too the traditional beef cheesesteak with the cheese whiz we want it to be as authentic as possible we have the amarosa roll um, that's actually used in Philly um, and we have the beef the f- cheese whiz the onions um, we also uh, have a special that's a al pastor cheesesteak um, so it kind of brings in El- the LA twist to it so yeah. that, that one is a great one to try out as well
0: and most people probably know but al pastor is a of, is of pork pork right? correct delicious I love that I always eat here in our diner here in the press box mm-hmm. and so they, they give us delicious hearty square meals every night so I rarely walk around the, the, the stadium because by the time it's time to eat it's almost pregame and I, I've got to do my thing yeah. so I don't often get around to, to see some of these things but you're making me really hungry, I th- especially those potato taquitos. Potato I
1: think... taquitos, it's it's a must try, honestly. If you are vegetarian, if, even if you're not a vegetarian, it's really going to be a hearty item for you to try. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I like things that are easy to eat at the ballpark mm-hmm. too. You oh, know?
1: It, it, you grab it with your hand, definitely. It's a couple bites and you're you're done. So.
0: What do you think of Dodger dogs? Do you ever eat a Dodger dog?
1: I've had a Dodger dog. Um, well, yes, of course. I've had multiple do- Dodger dogs. Um, I, I'm a fan of it, you know, honestly. I'm not um, big on eating hot dogs, but if I do, I, I enjoy a, a Dodger dog.
0: Yeah, and you guys have done, I don't know if we're still doing that, but I remember when different teams would come to town, we'd do different, like, style. Like, if it's Chicago, we do a Chicago-style yes, Dodger we, dog.
1: We do that still. Uh, we have dueling dogs. Um, there's one in center field. There's one on... Uh, loge level, um, and it's really just kind of like our Dodger dog against the visiting team's dog. So our our chef team actually puts to, you know together some great ideas um, to try and bring concepts from the other team into into the stadium as well.
0: But these are like what they would offer say in arizona or something it'd be kind of like an arizona style dog right correct
1: i think we've done a a a play on a sonoran dog which is like bacon wrapped with beans and mayo and and um lettuce and tomato so yeah
0: which you can find around la Mm -hmm. a lot anyway you walk outside any concert and you've got these people
1: (laughs) exactly exactly.
0: Um, that's kind of an la dog i guess have you noticed a difference between the dogs that are that are now Dodger dogs and the old Dodger dogs since you've been here eight years?
1: You know, honestly, I think that a lot of our fans and a lot of the people that are here um, have mixed emotions about the change from the old Dodger dog to the new one. Um, either I feel like it's like you're split; it's either you love it or you hate it. So, honestly, that, I I really don't really have an opinion on yeah. it as as far as like. Um, previous to now but I know I've heard a lot of people say that they, they enjoy the previous one more than now but then I've also heard people say that there's you know
0: that these are better that
1: these are better exactly and
0: so. they're still selling right yeah, i mean absolutely. we like do big...
1: like sixteen thousand a game so we're i think we're good <laughs> all right
0: so where do we go to get like the real grilled dodger dogs because some people don't like the ones that are like boiled or whatever
1: yeah um i think on field level uh, right field area side there is a location that does grilled dodger dogs mostly throughout the stadium there are the grilled dodger dogs
0: well there's some that are pork predominantly and some that are beef?
1: So we offer, the, the Dodger dog itself is a pork uh, uh, hot dog. Um, we offer an all beef dog with natural casing, the Brooklyn um, still. And then we also have our vegetarian vegan dogs. So
0: oh, I like that. So you've got kind of the, the, the New York style the Brooklyn to mm-hmm. kind of our roots in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then the regular Dodger dog, which is a pork based one. Is there anything else you want to add about the food offerings here? what you've got planned, what what, what you got cooking uh, that I haven't asked about?
1: Um, you know, we want to have the menu be ever so changing. You know, we're kind of in the process right now of doing like a mid-season refresh. Um, we want to bring in some new exciting things um, to the stadium. I'm actually trying to think of something along the lines of uh, Al Pastor Burger. Um, so I, I, you know, it, it, there's some fun things coming.
0: So you're just doing like nice, cool twists on yeah. like classic, you know, American staples, ballpark type food, but
1: a little elevated, them. elevated a little bit. So oh, that's awesome. Bringing different flavors to 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 the stadium. So, yeah.
0: I wanted to ask you this earlier. You mentioned you how inspired you were by maybe your mother, maybe your grandmother, the the, the fresh cooking, the you know, the time that it takes to t- make things from scratch. Besides that, that thing you mentioned that your mother-in-law made the the potato taquitos. What other dishes really inspired you? Or are they like when you go home and you see your mom or grandmother and say, I gotta have that?
1: Oh, you know, um, my grandmother she actually had a catering business when I was younger and I remember early on sitting on the stool in her kitchen and just watching her make hummus from scratch and make tabbouleh from scratch, you know what I mean? Chopping the vegetables and, and all of that and she would make this beef dumpling it's called manta for us um, but that's one of the things that I crave the most when I'm thinking of you know my grandmother so it's it's something that I, I really enjoy eating
0: how do you make a manta
1: it's ground beef with onions and spices um and then it's like rolled into a little like wonton mm-hmm, skin basically mm-hmm. um and then either you deep fry it or you can bake it in the oven so it's delicious oh and you gosh. eat it with yogurt
0: <laughs> nice yeah like a tzatziki thing. Taziki,
1: or? almost yes yeah. so it's either yogurt with garlic and lemon and, and nothing else in it so it's really good
0: that's why i love lebanese food do you because it's so fresh yeah and and the, the flavors are so bright and mm-hmm. uh, so are we going to get maybe a little bit more, more I'm Lebanese hoping, flair here?
1: I'm, I'm hoping to, honestly. I, I really do. Um, I think we want to do some changes to the L.A. Grill concept where we bring in some of my, uh, you know, influences from my family. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, like uh, kebabs, you yeah. know, and, and uh, the beautiful jasmine rice. and. Oh, I just love that food. All right, you're making me very hungry, Chef Christine. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. And, you know, as we move along, perhaps we could talk again if there's something else exciting that you want, you know, to highlight. I'm sure you there's other ways to highlight it through Dodger Vision and, and various things like that. But I'd, I'd love to talk to you again as the season progresses or as the seasons yeah. progress. You know, you and I have been here about the same amount of time. I started in 2015, so this is my ninth season, but it's my eighth year, really.
1: Same Same for me. 2015 was actually the first year that I started working here, so... Yeah. So,
0: class of 2015, right here. (laughs)
1: Great. Thanks,
0: Chef Christine. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So that's Dodger Stadium executive chef Christine Garrett's talking to me here in the PA booth at Dodger Stadium, where the Washington Nationals have avoided a sweep by beating the Dodgers 10 to six. We'll be back in a couple days to kick off a series with the New York Yankees. That's all we got for you on Dodgers' homestand for today. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Todd Lights, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Five, four, three, two, and go, Todd. Good evening, and welcome to to Dodger Stadium, Stadium. the home of your Los Angeles Los Angeles Dodgers. Thank you for listening to Dodgers Homestand with stadium announcer Todd Lights, taking you behind the scenes at Chavez Ravine and giving you a bird's eye view of Dodgers baseball, both on and off the field. Join us for our next episode. And if you haven't already subscribe, wherever you get your favorite podcasts.